Ready? <laughs> I think it's a disgrace. Believe me, folks. I know words and the best words. Fake, 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 fake news. China. What up, y'all? It's time for fake news. The Drink Tank Podcast presents fake news. I'm Steb Montez. Joining me, as always, is Tubby Keith. Tubby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> tubby keith and girth brooks girth brooks and tubby keith uh john robertson uh how Howdy. are you fine folks this morning evening afternoon whenever you're listening to this informative podcast uh drunks talking out their asses yep we mm. missed last week we missed last week and i'll tell you why and it's my fault and i'll take full <laughs> responsibility for it um our router here at the at the old uh, headquarters took a giant dump on me it just stopped working. We had a power outage on Sunday, and uh, it just stopped working. Uh, we we fried it, even though it was connected to a uh, power strip. It just stopped working. So did you unplug it and plug it back in again? I tried everything, man. Fake news. I even got a new power supply for it. I tried. I did whatever I could. Alternative facts. Just couldn't save it. You're so full anyhow, of shit. Yeah, I don't. It was an older one. It was like a it's like you know like a mid two thousands Apple. <laughs> I think probably. routers routers are basically like bread. Like eventually they just get moldy and stop working. That's it. Just gave up the ghost. It was done. Uh, so I went and got one of those new those new Fandango ones with like thirty five antennas. <laughs> oh, like, did you get like the Lord of Sauron one with like so, nine antennas? So, it's the Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I bought into that whole like meshing the house, the Wi Fi mesh thing, you know, because uh, I was having problems down here anyway with uh, signal. So. In your sex dungeon? I mean basement? Basement. <laughs> basement dungeon. Um, I, also, you can. we just call it the pizza, pizza, pizza lounge. Jeez, I can't even say pizza. The peach pizza lounge? lounge? I don't get uh, it. Pizza lounge. Pizza, pizza gate. <laughs> pizza, pizza gate. <laughs> did you That's... see Alex Jones apologize for pizza gate, dude? Oh, God. That guy's a fucking walking meltdown. Okay, yeah, but here's the thing. When's the last time you heard about Alex Jones apologizing for, oh, I don't know, anything? He was just like, shit went too far this time. <laughs> I think he's like, uh, I got somebody shot and they're going to sue the pants off of me. How about uh, uh, Terry La- Lavin? Terry Lavin. No. Uh, Taki uh, Labia. Ta- Tommy Lauren. Who that is? Um, she, Tommy Lauren. <laughs> shut the fuck up. You, know Tommy you mean Lauren White is. Power Barbie. White Power Barbie, a.k.a. No Top Lip. Um, she uh, got fired from the blaze. Uh, well, no, 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 no. She got suspended, and now she is permanently banned. But she has not been officially fired yet. What the fuck is permanently banned and fired? What's the difference between permanently banned and fired? If I got permanently banned from my job, that means I don't have a fucking job, yo. Permanently banned is way worse than fired. Fired, you can come pick up your check. Permanently right. banned means uh, it's worse. There's no more checks. <laughs> you can't even get your last check. You can't she even made, have your fuck you moment anymore. Yeah. She made the horrible mistake of trying to think for itself. And it's like, no, bitch, you're not here for thinking. You're here for reading the teleprompter and looking pretty. <laughs> Which is terrible because, you know, what? like I, this is the one thing I've backed her on. Um, it's so, the one thing she said that wasn't ignorant, stupid, hateful, and like degenerate. <laughs> and that's probably it. I don't think she deserved to lose her job over it, but whatever. Now she'll get a cush job somewhere else, probably reading the news for a small network affiliate out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, no, no, no. She'll end up on CNN or MSNBC. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
MSNBC really, go ahead. MSNBC could use that. Like they like we're gonna try and draw in the uh NBC picked up uh Megan Kelly, Fox News' queen uh queen mean girl. Yeah. Then they picked MSNBC picked up Greta Van Susteren because reasons? I don't know. Like she, you can't she, she I, I don't understand some things. Why not? You're right. Yeah, yeah I didn't but, think about that. I'm yeah it's it's I'm curious to see where Megan Kelly goes over the years because being like the ice queen bitch of Fox News was basically where her entire paycheck came from and now it's like uh what are you gonna do on on NBC because people don't want to hear that stuff it's a different audience but Tashi Lavin should be okay I think she'll be fine who's what (laughs) I just like to give her a different name every time I mention her for Tashi Lavin Tashi Lavin (laughs) I don't you you kids in your slang these days. I don't know. It could have been hey, something that went over my head. Total side note before we get into the episode. So uh-huh. uh, people follow us at DT Pod on the old Twitter, uh, the Uh We are still going to do traditional episodes once things. Uh, basically, once once Sean has that thing that's growing and kind of settles oh, once down he, a little bit. Once he once he gets that thing lanced out. Yeah. <laughs> gets that thing lanced out. <laughs> that's a good way. Uh, yeah anyway uh <laughs> so uh but you, yeah follow us and in the meantime we're going to bring you more of this which is um a great fun talky podcast about stuff and uh, i'm actually going to sneak a game in on john tonight he's not ready for it prepared for it, and it should be pretty fun so i'm looking Give forward to that fuck about your fucking games i know you don't can you tell me something though side note going back to the uh router talk okay. a little bit um what the fuck is the difference between two like 5g what's the 5g thing on uh, and i have like five networks all in my router. 5G, like five gigabit throughput bandwidth? What are you talking about? There's Talk, a lot of different just, Gs. It's like, okay, so my Wi-Fi network is Wu-Tang Lan, naturally. Okay. Um, but it says like Wu-Tang Lan, Wu-Tang Lan 5G, Wu-Tang Lan EXT, Wu-Tang Lan EXT 5G. That's a lot okay. of shit. That's a lot of Wu-Tang. <clears throat> That's not as much Wu-Tang as the actual Wu-Tang. Right. Yeah, I, I really feel. Shit I mean, it does make me feel like my my internet is nothing to fuck with now, but it's also <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> uh, the last time I studied up on Wi-Fi, I learned the difference between eight hundred two eleven B and eight hundred two eleven N. So, so like nineteen ninety eight. I have no idea. <laughs> all right, I tried reading up on it. It was all very confusing. All in, a, I know I buy the new stuff with all the letters attached, and I plug it in, and oh look at that, it fucking works great see and if it doesn't i watch some youtube tutorials until i figure out how to make it work and then i make it work you seem like someone to me who's well researched with your purchases but yeah i used to be back in the 802.11 n days (laughs) back in the 802.11 n days i was gangster back in the day dude (laughs) um so since we missed a week we have a lot of ground to cover this week um Particularly the the great. I watched the whole thing. I told you that I watched the whole. Yeah, you watched the whole James Comey hearing in front of the joint session or in front of Congress, yeah. right? I was I was in and out of it because um, I was recording. I was actually live on air that day, so I was going back and forth between being on the radio and then um, watching the hilariousness ensue. So, what the fuck was that? It's uh, it's crazy. So what we learned from the Comey hearings, this was basically just uh, uh, James Comey, the director of the FBI, getting in front of Congress and finally saying some shit out loud that lots of people had been leaking and writing stories about. Uh, The major things that we learned is there has been an investigation of Donald Trump and his campaign and their possible collusion with Russian intelligence and Russian agents. And it started way back in July of last year. Um, 
And uh, that's part of a broader investigation into Russia's overall interference in the 2016 uh, election. Like I said, it began late in late July of 2016. But uh, because it's ongoing, there are many details that he could not comment on, which everyone kind of thought was interesting from our side of things, because Comey is one of the things that blew up the election for uh, the sane part of America, because we weren't obviously that ex- uh, excited about Hillary Clinton, but we also didn't want to be run by an insane jackass, which we are now. But uh, th- the statement from Comey in front of Congress was, some folks may want to make comparisons to past instances where the Department of Justice and the FBI have spoken about the details of some investigations. But keys- please keep in mind that those involve the details of completed investigations, Comey said. Our ability to share details with the Congress and the American people is limited when those investigations are still open, which I hope makes sense. Except when you blew up the election, it was you announcing that you had found a laptop that may or may not have contained emails that may or may not have been pertinent to an investigation that you had closed like three days prior. So you were reopening that investigation, thus making that investigation. Um, oh, I'm not sure what's the technical term fucking open. Yeah. And, (laughs) and that was in what, that was the October surprise. And he had been investigating Donald Trump and his campaign for possible collusion with a foreign fucking power since july but no one heard a thing about that that's yeah that was one thing i took away from it i'm like so okay you've been going at it for a while the election was in full swing campaigning was in full swing uh at that time he wasn't even the um the uh elected or not the uh the republican candidate at that point officially no he wasn't the nominee in july or, excuse me that's what i was looking for nominee so you knew all this then what just i mean you leaked the other bullshit that had oh, well, so what I, what it really comes down to dude all of you, the united states institutions that we used to kind of trust are are losing a lot of their integrity the supreme court is basically becoming a completely partisan body like gorsuch we'll talk about gorsuch later but gorsuch is ba- basically just a vote you can count on whenever there's a corporation versus a human, he will vote corporation. Whenever there's big money versus poor people, you can count on him to vote big money <clears throat> reliably. But, but on, uh, yeah, on social issues, he's pretty neutral. From- and the FBI, like I read, there was a, there's a whole write up again. I, I forget. I think it was Rolling Stone. I've got a bookmark somewhere. They did an entire investigation onto the extent to which white supremacist ideology has infiltrated law enforcement with the FBI it's essentially, it's becoming very partisan. And there are like different, you know, field offices of the FBI and the NYPD branch of the FBI, or I mean, the New York branch of the FBI is apparently like one of the worst ones. But, and it's just, it goes, it comes down to like, you know, localized leadership and middle management kind of stuff. But it's like, basically what Comey was kind of copping to was that, and, and he had spoken about this to some extent earlier, was that he had to release the information about, uh, him reopening the Hillary investigation after they found the emails on uh, Carlos Danger's fucking laptop <laughs> because he was scared that Weiner. other people, yeah, other people within the FBI were going to leak that information anyway because they hated Hillary Clinton. So we have, you know, within within, within the CIA, within the NSA, within the FBI, within police departments, you have people that are working against the stated goals of these organizations all over the place. 
And I think it's just kind of like overall rot in leadership. And it's also indicative of our political culture in America that the more polarized we get, like that obviously leaks into these different institutions. And some people there are, you know, if if you're a right winger and you were kind of reliably conservative back in the day, and somehow you've been conned into thinking that Breitbart is an honest purveyor of the news and you just watch Fox and you're partial to Hannity and you read Breitbart and you end up on world net daily every once in a while. And you think Matt drudge is an honest person, like give it six months and you're a fucking insane conspiracy theorist, basically. <laughs> yeah. You're like, right that's how that Alex works. Jones. Uh, oh, side note, sidebar, whatever what? you want to say. Did you see that Ted Koppel and Hannity shit? Yeah, where Ted Koppel told Sean Hannity to his fucking face that he's bad for America. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And <laughs> the Hannity best was when Hannity interrupted him and he's like, why don't you let me finish my sentence? And then Hannity's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm listening. And then he started speaking. He goes, with, with all, all due, due respect. respect. <laughs> Yo, <shut the laughs> you fuck up. fat fucking meathead. Like everyone <laughs> recognizes a schoolyard bully and it's you. you. Uh, so with these hearings, that wasn't even really the, the crux of the hearings. Uh, this whole thing went down because... Well, we got to get to the bottom of this wiretapping bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of, <laughs> this was a byproduct. All this information about the investigation was kind of a byproduct of the hearings in regards to whether or not there was actual any proof or evidence of wiretapping going down. And uh, well, it that, was, that, So the, the wiretapping thing was always a red herring. That's Trump coming out and saying, Obama wiretapped me. We talked about that, what, two weeks ago. And there was never anything to it. Because it's one of those things where you're like, okay, if that's true... Obama is officially the most reckless and irresponsible and stupid president since Nixon. And like, but the problem is we know Obama and that's fucking dumb. And so <laughs> James Comey basically came out and said, yeah, none of that is true. Yeah. But that's after the head, of, the head of the CIA and the NSA and basically every other intelligence agency we care about was like, yeah, there's uh, absolutely no evidence of that whatsoever. But the problem is if the president says some shit, you kind of have to investigate it. Like right. we, we, we're, we're not evolved politically to consider the president the same way we consider our drunk uncle at Thanksgiving, but that's, that's the place we have to get to at some point and, you know, hope the rest of the world comes along with us and just ignores the arsenal of nuclear weapons that he has in a suitcase with him at all times. Yeah. Let's ride. Yeah. Just, well, it was uh, really fun during Dr. the Strange Comey one. hearings. Yeah, exactly. During the Comey hearings. Fox News ran a banner. The title of the, the, the banner on the television was News You Can't Use, colon. Do U.S. families want to hear Russia reports? Question <laughs> mark. News on, you can't use. Not on Fox. Not on then Fox, Fox and Friends sent out a tweet. If you missed yesterday's congressional hearing with FBI Director James Comey, you didn't miss much. You just heard the fucking FBI director explain that the president of the fucking United States is under FBI investigation by multiple field offices and has been since six months before the fucking election. Yay. No, no news there. That's not something that happens all the time. Had that happened, had this exact situation come up with uh, old Bernie or Hilsey uh, Shillery in the uh, office of ovalness, uh, I think <laughs> I think we would have... I think they would have had a different headline. A different banner would have ran across the bottom of the screen. You don't think Fox and Friends would have discounted entirely the fact that Hillary Clinton would have been under FBI investigation? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that would are have been the accusing, only thing they talked about. <laughs> are you accusing Fox and Friends of being sometimes intellectually dishonest? <laughs> yeah. You know what? They surprise me from time to time, but most of the time it's the same fucking When does Fox shit. and Friends surprise you? No, that's not true. 
Well, when, <laughs> you know what? That's no. They surprise me when like a white person says something nice to a black person. That's true. Okay, I can get that. <laughs> that makes sense. That that's no, a, so that's a big one. the the quasi update this week. So Devin Nunez, like, it's by the way, it's not Nunez. It's Nunez. Which is, it's Nunez. <laughs> like, I want I want him call him Devin Nunez or something because it's like. <laughs> Hey, fella, we know it's a Hispanic last name, and we know that you hate that. But, uh, yeah, it's Nunez. Or is it, that's how you pronounce so, that. So, no, it's Devin Nunes, because I'm that new shit. <laughs> you that and slew he, shit you threw with. So what's interesting, Devin Nunes is the chair. He's the, he's the Republican appointed by Paul Ryan, chair of the House Intelligence Committee. And so it's his job to head the committee investigating Donald Trump and his ties to Russia Within the House of Representatives, there is a parallel committee operating in the Senate that is also, of course, controlled by the Republicans, because why not? Devin Nunes was on the Donald Trump transition team. He has been a Donald Trump surrogate in the past. He is still acting like a Donald Trump surrogate. Dude, he's being skeevy as fuck. <laughs> like, he came out just this last, like a few days ago, and basically said uh, that he, he got a hold of some uh, intelligence intercepts that uh, appeared to have uh, unintentionally caught Donald Trump associates in Trump Tower, and then he was questioning the legality of those intercepts and whether or not they were properly unmasked, which just means that the intelligence people listening to it had to put an American name to the audio recordings or the you know text intercepts or whatever that they had because they were paying attention to the spies that the Trump people were talking to because they're fucking spies. And then they caught the Trump people talking to those spies because again, the Trump people were talking to the fucking spies and then it's whether or not you name the Trump people. And so he came out with not one, but two press conferences to try and make it look like something was going on. And then they asked him directly, like, is, does this vindicate Donald Trump's wiretapping claims? And he's like, no, 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 no. This is not that. That is not this. No, there's can't, nope, can't back that up. <laughs> and then, but then just a few days ago, again, he went and basically like in secret went to the White House to brief Mr. Trump on this stuff. He still, to this day, as of recording tonight, hasn't turned any of this information over to the rest of the people on the House Intelligence Subcommittee. So like, uh, what's his name? Schiff, the Democrat, who's like the co-head of that thing. Mm -hmm. He still hasn't even seen this. He doesn't know who the source is. And Devin Nunes, apparently he went to the White House to talk to his mysterious source for these intelligence intercepts that he then went and briefed president Trump on. And he's like, he's been canceling public hearings. He's been canceling the private hearings that he was using as an excuse to cancel the public hearings. And basically all the Democrats now are saying that Devin Nunes has to recuse himself or Paul Ryan needs to fire him and put somebody in there. But it's like, what, what happens I, first? He get or he, what happens first? Not Firth. Um, Firth. What happens to Colin Firth? Uh, what happens first? Does Paul Ryan step down, or does Devin Nunez uh, withdraw himself? Do you, are you? Do you want to like place bets? Because I don't think either no. of them shits is happening anytime soon. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what happens first? Recruit well, recusement or gets kicked out? Um. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, this is this is so bizarre. It's one of those things where this is uncharted territory. We've got a Republican running an investigative branch that, or one, running an investigative panel from the legislative branch that essentially doesn't really want to investigate the president, but that's what he's charged with. So it's like he's just not doing his job well. 
and he's acting really sketchy and skeevy about the whole thing. Like if you had any people with integrity on the Republican side of things, they would say, yeah, no, he can't be go going to the white house and briefing the person he's charged with investigating and not sharing the information that he's briefing the person he's investigating <laughs> with the people that are on the investigative body that with him, his co-chairs like that's fucking insanity on its face. Like there's no argument other than, yeah, no, we don't want Donald Trump investigated ever. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like if that's your position, fine. That's not how the government works. And that's not how, you know, any of this is supposed to happen. But if that's your position, fine. But don't pretend that you give a fuck about any, like any of these investigations or any like actual good government process. If that's your position, like Nunes has to step down if they're going to take this seriously. The problem is they're not going to take it that seriously. That's <laughs> where we're at is like our government is kind of a farce the same way, you know, Vladimir Putin has a 99% approval rating in Russia because uh, he wrote the fucking poll results. Like, do you take that seriously? Not if you're smart, but that's the official version. So I like as, as this stuff kind of drags on, dude, I think Donald Trump, like he just might beat the rap on this whole Russia thing. Oh my God. Yeah. They're so good. It's a little at, terrifying. They're so good at this. They are? Yeah. I See, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's because Donald Trump is good at it. I think it's just, I think he's just crazy lucky and the Republicans are crazy crooked and stupid. Mm. Like, I really think that's all it is. <clears throat> it's just, it's just, it's just a, like, I don't even know how to explain it really because I'm not very good with words. I don't have good words. I don't have big words. I don't have the best words. But I, can I know tell words. You, <laughs> I had the best words. I could tell you from everything from gerrymandering to <clears throat> backing up on claims and finding ways to fool the American public over and over again. Huh? Are we are we are we that stupid or is everybody else that stupid? Like, like our ideology and our worldview. Yeah, we so far off that because like, I'm starting to question myself now. Like, should I just get on the corrupt bus and fucking take a ride or what? Yeah. Like, well, here's the thing. Like, if you really want someone to very honestly and efficiently articulate the worldview that you're asking questions about, you basically have to go either to Oklahoma or Washington, D.C. The guy in Oklahoma will have talking points from Fox News. The guy in Washington, D.C. will make $7 million a year, and he's paid by somebody like the Koch brothers or Robert Mercer to cook up the talking points that the dude in Oklahoma memorized. <laughs> like, that is the worldview on the other side. Trickle-down economics, does it work? Uh, I don't know. Fucking look at Kansas. Yeah. That was Art Laffer. <laughs> Art Laffer. Art Laffer was, the, was, the, was yeah. the architect of the whole Kansas experiment. And it's like, you guys want to tell me again that trickle-down economics works? Like we've been trying it since Ronald fucking Reagan. It never has worked. It never will work because it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't add up. You can always go with the softer name, uh, supply side economics. If you really want to, you know, uh, just avoid the stigma that comes with trickle down economics. Well, and that's the other thing is you got the Frank Luntz guys that his entire job is to come with, you know, alternative words, alternative facts to <laughs> describe these shitty policies <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's not, it's a death tax. It's not an estate tax. It's a death tax, except yeah. you have to make $5 million a year for it to even affect you. But no, it's a death tax because everybody dies. So it's like, you get these, basically these evil super geniuses <laughs> that are the Dude, media arm it's of this vile organization that is basically just hell bent on giving money to rich people 
And not necessarily that they want desperately to fuck poor people over, but they're not bothered by it if right. that happens. They're, they're slightly <laughs> enjoying it as well. So it's well, a if bunch you're, of... If, let's put it this way. If you're poor and you're a color other than white and you're a female, they kind of want to fuck you over. Yeah. Like, that's true. It's basically like they got a bunch of Lex Luthors in that bitch. <laughs> and they're just see what the problem is like lex luther is the smart one and there's a lot of dumb dumbs on that side of thing like <sighs> the guy we we're talking about devin nunez you know what he was doing before he was in the house of uh of uh representatives he managed um uh the northern california arm nope. of uh, in and out nope. burger right <laughs> nope he was a dairy farmer close enough it's the same he, thing he, he managed the people that feel up cow tits mm. that was his job get some of that pus in your body yeah. Um, all right. So last week we didn't really get to talk anymore about the AHCA, although that's been kind of upfront for us a lot. Now we know what happened ultimately with it. Um, it was withdrawn. That was, a, was. that was a way to save face because they knew for certain they weren't going to get the votes. So they pulled the coward move and, uh, backed that ass up. They pulled it from it. consideration because they did yeah. not have the votes. Correct. It was like Frank Ocean taking his album off the table for the Grammy committee to vote on. So <laughs> is that what it was like? That's exactly what it was like. John. That's it's the, a little bit like Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football too, right? Pretty much. Like, yeah. Here, here you go. Republicans. We're going to fuck some poor people. And then, woo, sorry, big fella. Maybe next time maybe we'll fuck them tomorrow in a different way. So this is, you know, this one goes out to all the Republicans listening, which I imagine there are uh, zero of. <laughs> this goes um, out to all the Republicans listening. <laughs> this goes out to all my lovely Republican ladies. Stay lubed. <laughs> Gretchen Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Paul Ryan and the House Freedom Caucus. I, I, really, I really still want to call them tea partiers because, like, if you're in the Freedom Caucus... Am I in the fucking lock people up caucus? Cause that's more you guys than anybody else. But like, I hate this, you know, freedom caucus shit or like the club for growth. Like if you're opposed to the club for growth, what you're, are you the club for decline? Fuck you guys. Like you stupid, <laughs> you stupid nomenclature shit. <laughs> like pro-life. Oh, what am I? I'm fucking pro-death. <laughs> Fuck you. So anyway, uh, baby, the freedom caucus and Paul Ryan, Remember how they voted like, you know, 60 fucking times to get yes. rid of Obamacare? Yes. Except for the one time when it mattered. And then what did he do? He fucking shit the bed. They all collectively stepped on their own dick. Yeah. Which it seems to be a running. It, it's, it's, yeah. It's a the, running so, gag now. Um, what, what Trump tweeted uh, the day of, he said, Democrats are smiling in D.C. that the Freedom Caucus, with the help of the Club for Growth and Heritage, have saved Planned Parenthood and O-Care. Maybe he couldn't spell Obamacare. Yeah, it's kind of tough. He can't even spell, um, what was it, TAP? TAP. So, yeah, TAP. Yeah. TAP he couldn't. He also, he misspelled thank you on a recent tweet this last week. good. Oh, oh he, so he, he, had, he actually got he a wrote warning. thanks you. Just so you guys know, he got a warning not to remove tweets off his presidential presidential account. documents it's a presidential document so he cannot remove tweets he got a warning uh which equals nothing but um yeah it's about to say, like who do you get a fucking warning from chuck schumer what do you think <laughs> he, can, he gives he, a fuck he continues to do it so he's gonna keep doing it but he it's the the excuse was like well it's misspelling well then fucking proofread you fuck jesus christ <laughs> proofread documents before you publish them i, I don't know uh, anyway, um, so 
uh, the AHCA, they they had the vote scheduled for Thursday. They backed it up. They had it scheduled for Friday. Trump basically started throwing out all these crazy ultimatums. Um, more and more stories are leaking out about how those internal White House deliberations kind of went. And it's a lot of Steve Bannon trying to bully people. Paul Ryan apparently, allegedly, got down on one knee and begged individual people to vote to support the AHCA. Do you think some of that um, was, it was guys just like, get on your knee and beg and he well, did no, because so no so initially initially what what the republicans obviously realized was obamacare is helping a lot of people who voted for trump and are potential republican voters and the republicans have to desperately hang on to any block that they've got you know some kind of tenuous hold on because donald trump fucking squeaked into this thing losing the popular vote against maybe the most unpopular president that the or presidential candidate the Democrats have ever run. Yeah. And he still lost the popular vote by close to 3 million and barely squeaked by on a margin of like 70 or 80,000 votes in three states, which is insane, but whatever Hillary Clinton's campaign was numb nuts. Three so million. the Republicans, they can't afford to lose any voters unless Jeff Sessions gets like Jeff Sessions gets really, really like invigorated and innovative in ways to stop black and brown people from voting, which I guarantee you he's staying up late nights trying to think up some new ideas with that shit. Couldn't be too hard. So the Republicans realized that the AHCA was just going to destroy the poor people that they've fooled into voting Republicans for years and years and years. And they could not let that happen. And so this time out, obviously, it wasn't a clean repeal and it sure as fuck wasn't a repeal and replace because they need Democratic votes to get that because they didn't get a big enough majority in the Senate. And so what they tried to do was kind of meet halfway and desperately try to make it look as if they weren't fucking over their own voters and also backing up the actual fucking of their own voters until after the next election. And that was not going to fly with the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> Because the Freedom Caucus wants to, like, they're like, fuck you guys. We want to go back to the way it was before Obamacare, where the insurance companies get to charge whatever the fuck they want. Oh, and by the way, if women want to get insurance, they can fuck right on off. And if they want some kind of coverage for birth control or pregnancies, they can eat dicks. Like, <laughs> No, really, the, that's the a seriously good alternative for having sex. Yeah. <laughs> actually, eating dicks is actually, it's a smart way to avoid pregnancy bills. <laughs> That's Planned Parenthood's new policy with the budget cuts. It's all just eat so, dicks. That's their so new Paul Ryan. So Donald Trump and Paul Ryan, after all of their hard line, like we're having the vote, there's no negotiation. It's our way or the highway shit. Then they like hit pause, panicked and started making this thing way, way, way meaner. Like they they were basically getting rid getting rid of the requirements that Obamacare put on insurance companies that was preventing insurance companies from selling bullshit insurance. Like you think you're covered, but deep in the fine print on page 172C subsection B11, there's a tiny little paragraph that says, "Oh, by the way, if you get cancer, suck dicks. Try you know move to Baltimore. You got no options here." <laughs> and so insurance companies were basically. They prior to Obamacare, they were able to sell insurance that was just dog shit, didn't cover anything. But it's like, look how affordable my premiums are. And it's like, yeah, but don't catch a cold, moron, because you don't have any real coverage. And so the Republicans were even trying to gut that, which is essentially it's tantamount to removing the coverage for pre existing conditions. It was going to give insurance the ability to sell you policies that were very affordable except for the deductibles, but didn't actually cover anything. So just scam insurance because Obamacare tried to get rid of that. 
And then you hear all these people complaining about my premiums went up XXX percent. And it's like, yeah, it's because you had dog shit insurance. Like had you gotten sick, you would have been gone bankrupt. You didn't have real insurance in many of those cases, not all of those cases. So I had someone ask me this week and I hope that I kind of put it in perspective, right? But you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. What the deal with single payer insurance is. And my breakdown of it was essentially state or government run insurance. You pay into the, you, you pay your, your fee and it goes into basically a pool essentially. Yep. And that's the extent of it. When you are sick, you get coverage. When you're healthy, you pay in. And well, are you talking about single payer insurance or single payer health plan? Well, like single payer health system. coverage, a single payer health coverage system. Yeah. So, so there, there are two separate things there. Single That's payer. That's what I wanted clarification on. Like what Bernie Sanders is basically like that. We have a pathway to single payer in America and it's Medicare for all. Right. You just write, you write a one page bill that says the eligibility, eligibility age for Medicare is now zero. You pass that law and then basically everybody's taxes will go up as they fund Medicare but that Medicare will then be available as health coverage for all Americans for everybody with a social security number. Yeah. Now that's, you know, kind of a sloppy workaround way to do it, but essentially like the, like we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like, you know, how much of that $9,900 annually that every American spends on every American's healthcare coverage, how much of that goes to, billing and arguing over in-network, out-of-network coverage, calls to insurance companies, insurance companies fighting those bills, those bills getting you know, printed up onto fucking dead trees, sent to patients, those patients calling the insurance company, the insurance company calling the hospital, having a conference call with the hospital and the insurance company, let alone arguing over the procedures that you may or may not be covered for or not covered for. Like how many dollars of our healthcare spending gets eaten up in that Byzantine morass of fucking nonsense when if everything that that like conventional surgeries that everybody needs like flu shots we can we could all collectively decide as americans as a society this is on the covered list this is on the not covered list you can go buy insurance to cover stuff on the not covered list boner pills nose jobs whatever like that's on the not covered list because right. we as americans don't want that covered by our taxpayer dollars but if your daughter gets a brain tumor yeah covered if your Nana gets, catches the flu, needs a flu shot next year. Yeah, that's covered. Like we can put a sane list together of everything that we want covered and not covered. Women's health care covered. Let's have that fucking fight. Republicans. Let's finally fucking at like finally have it out. Women are 51% of the population. Give or take men are 49. Let's have that argument. Cause there's a lot of men out here on the West coast and on the East coast that actually want women to have health care as well. Yeah. Like I know it sounds weird, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we like, do want to have, we do want to want our dollars, our insurance and or single payer dollars to go to prenatal coverage. Cause we all came from the same place. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Especially on the mental health tip. Right. You, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I'm just kidding. That's sexist. <laughs> You're a sexist. <laughs> I make a but, joke, but it was with single payer. You basically, you eliminate the middleman standing in the middle, collecting a few billion dollars every year. That is insurance companies. You eliminate all the billing hassle and you just pay doctors, nurses, janitors, and the guys that build the fucking hospitals and the drive of the ambulances. Yeah. Like, and you decide what's covered and what's not covered. There were no more networks, no more in network, out of network. It's all in network. If you're on the continental United States, you're in network. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how every other country does it. And the fact that we spend, you know, at least twice of what the average next seven countries spend on healthcare means that we could spend less than we do now, way less than we do now, and still have way more money to go toward it than any of those other countries. And then, you know, for me, it's like the whole America first crowd. It's like, hey, are our nurses better? Yeah. Are our doctors better? Yeah. yeah. Are our janitors better? The best. <laughs> are, our, are our universities and colleges better? Yeah. So for some liberals out there. And it's like, well, then we should be able to spend a similar amount of money and get a similar result. And if not similar, better because we have Google and they can build a whole information infrastructure. So your health details are available whenever you want them. We don't have like Google. It, India has Google. Don't front. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but it's like, it all could be done. It just takes yeah. a little bit of outside the box thinking. And one honest motherfucker in Washington, DC that is not bought and paid for by pharmaceutical firms in the healthcare industry. Just, His name is Bernie Sanders. Her name is Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Just one. Those are the only two honest brokers that I can think of. There, there are a few here and there, but it's like Bernie Sanders has a bill that he's uh, going to bring to the floor this week. Medicare for all. It's single payer health care. It'll get shot down in, in quick time. Oh, it's not even going to make it out of a fucking committee. Like it's, it's, <laughs> they're not even going to let it on the floor, basically. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. So this shit went down in flames. We knew that. Yeah. I did want to talk about, um, so Donald Trump, um, uh, had a fucking great excuse afterward. Like he's all over the map on the one hand, like a few days before he was like, we're going to get this thing. We have the votes. It's a great bill that we're This is going to be amazing. Americans are going to blah, blah, blah. And of course the CBO told America that's like, yeah, no 24 million people are going to lose their health insurance. Everyone else is going to pay way more. This is basically just a tax cut for the rich. And then he kind of shut up for a day or two and let Paul Ryan negotiate in the dark. And then Steve Bannon was basically trying to intimidate people into voting for it. And then instantly, as soon as it didn't pass, we're hearing shit like this. Thank you very much. Uh, we were very close. Uh, it was a very, very tight margin. We had no Democrat support. We had no votes from the Democrats. Yeah, you should. They weren't going to give us a single vote. So it's a very difficult thing to do. I've been saying for the last year and a half, that the best thing we can do, politically speaking, is let Obamacare explode. It is exploding right now. It's uh, many states have big problems. Almost all states have big problems. I can't. He's so fucking stupid. I can't even listen to him talk. He's making it up as he goes along, and he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Um, one of the one of, so during the negotiations, one of the stories that leaked that has leaked out, a Republican congressional aide told CNN, talking about Donald Trump, he didn't care or particularly know about healthcare. If you're going to be a great negotiator, you have to know about the subject matter. Apparently in his meeting with the Freedom Caucus, the president reportedly urged skeptical legislators to ignore the little shit of the policy detail and give him the support he needed. Like he he wasn't even educated enough on the policy details to intelligently discuss this with with the legislature. But he's in there negotiating. <laughs> He doesn't understand how healthcare works. But then again, we had Paul Ryan going on TV complaining about the the fatal conceit of Obamacare was that healthy people were paying for sick people. And it's like, yeah, you just described every insurance plan on the planet that has ever existed. So he's so his his thing now is the Democrats didn't give him a single vote, which is fucking hilarious. It's like, did you ask a single Democrat for a single vote? Did you like talk to any of them and try and explain to them why this was a good idea? Because it's fucking obviously not. 
So, that, I mean, I find it fucking hilarious. And it's like, yeah, you guys have a majority in the House and the Senate, and you have the White House, and you didn't talk to any Democrats. Why are you complaining about Democrats? Why can't, why can't you fucking keep your own side of the yard clean, asshole? Just worry about you. Just worry about yeah. you. So, but here's the problem, though. Like, when he says that, that Democrats didn't give him a single bill and that, uh, or a single vote, and that Obamacare is going to implode, what that really means is the Republicans are going to continue to sabotage healthcare in this country. Right. They're going to, they're going to blow it up in, at every chance they get. They'll undermine um, it at every level that they can. Absolutely. And, and they'll do it mostly through funding so that they can artificially drive up your premiums. And I have an example of that. There's a great piece in salon called how Republicans quietly sabotaged Obamacare long before Trump came into office. And it's basically, uh, it was a Marco Rubio joint in December of 2015, <laughs> a little like notice health care provision slipped into a giant spending law, and uh, Rubio and a number of other Republicans ex- had succeeded in gutting the risk corridors. The risk corridors are what they designed because the insurers didn't know kind of how deep the water was when they jumped into the Obamacare exchanges because they didn't know how many unhealthy people had been out there living without health insurance and were going to need, you know surgery on their diabetes foot or you know whatever else was going on and so the insurance companies it was kind of you know, it was murky water because no one knew how how bad it was going to be for the first few years as they started this thing up and so part of obamacare was they funded basically a slush fund that any insurance company that could prove out that they lost money uh doling out money for actual coverage the risk corridor was there to reimburse them and make them whole make sure they didn't lose any money as a result of, of uh, enrolling into the, um, into the healthcare exchanges. Marco Rubio totally defunded it. So uh, the result was that in 2015, end of fiscal year risk corridor payments to insurance companies that were supposed to total around $2.9 billion were only reimbursed, according to Rubio himself quoted in the Times, to the tune of around $400 billion. Rubio bragged that he'd saved taxpayers $2.5 billion. That's a big reason why the rates went up and why some insurers jumped out of the exchanges. So Rubio, he snuck this into uh, basically a a spending bill, a must-pass bill, and he destroyed the risk corridors that were incremental or or, or an absolutely necessary part of Obamacare functioning, and he screwed the insurance companies over, which caused the insurance companies to raise the rates on the people that were buying insurance from them. And it forced some of these insurance companies to jump out of the healthcare exchanges entirely on a regional basis. So it's like, that's the kind of sneaky shit they're going to do. And that's why I always talk about these guys are smart. They went to law school. They get up early in the morning. They stay up late. And their job is to fuck you over. Like, that's what they're interested in doing. And so, you know, the motivation of that, though, sometimes like, why? Why? Are you inherently evil? What? Well, that, I mean, that's more politics than anything else. The Republicans were going to, the, again, they, Obamacare, as soon as you get rid of the Obama part of Obamacare, what's the approval rating on Obamacare right now on the Ameri- on, on the Affordable Care Act? Probably 40 plus percent. It, no, no, no. It's like 56 plus. It's, it's, net appro- it's net approval positive. It has been for like the last three or four weeks. <clears throat> All you had to do was get rid of the black guy attached to it. Now the face of Obamacare is these poor white people showing up in Kentucky uh, town halls and yelling at their Republican legislators saying, you know, my husband has black lung. Are you going to give us health insurance for $29 a month? Did you see that lady? She was on it all over MSNBC. And they're like, 
I, I forget. I, 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 it might have been on Rachel or one of the other shows where they were talking Tom about. Cotton, I think this Tom is when Cotton's, the Cotton's health... uh, town hall meeting. Yeah, Tom Cotton's town hall meeting where they were like, "I think this is when the healthcare debate really changed." And it's like, no, that makes for good television. But a lot of people sat home and did the math, and they were like, "Wait a minute, if you're knocking six hundred and seventy million dollars out of this thing annually, where's that money going to come from?" you stupid <laughs> i don't know what that voice was i don't think i approve of it but it was good it's not correct but anyway so there, there's that the ahca has blown up is it a big you know is it a win for trump i went on the donald trump subreddit and they were like just to be clear we never believed in Paul Ryan care and the AHCA. So we're stoked about this. <laughs> it's like, I have a feeling that if this had gone the other way, you wouldn't be saying that because you guys are just ass kisses. What a fucking torrential fuck up. You want to take a break and come back in just a second? Um, yeah, let's do that. We got a lot. We still got a lot of ground to cover today. Um, I know I have to pee though. Oh, you could just tell me. I have to urinate. I seriously thought you were going to say you can just pee in your pants. <laughs> and I was like, I don't do that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Much. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Who's gonna say it first? Gonna say we're back. It was like chicken. It was we're back chicken. We're back. Oh, chicken. we got so so while the Comey thing was going on. Yes, um, there was other stuff happening. Yes, because the Comey thing was not interesting at all. The fact that the FBI director was letting us know that the president has been under fucking FBI investigation for Yum. colluding with a foreign power for like half a year. So boring. That was as boring as season one of Iron Fist. Now streaming live on Netflix. <laughs> now not streaming semi live. Not live at all, but uh, yeah, very, uh, very, very uh, boring in contrast to the Comey thing. Yeah. Let's talk about what happened. Neil Gorsuch, the whitest man, unless Ted Cruz walks in the room. My man, my man comes in the room smelling like vanilla. That's how boring he is. So I really think that they're, they need to call him justice golly shucks darn or something because like, it just, I mean like Supreme court, uh proceeding i mean uh supreme court hearings or, or nomination hearings i don't even know what the technical term is like they're never that interesting because these assholes just dodge all the interesting questions and like specifically they asked him um what was it uh senator Leahy was asking him about merrick garland you might remember remember merrick garland because barack obama basically nominated a fucking republican to the supreme court because that's how barack obama did and the Republicans were like, yeah, you know that part in the Constitution where it says advise and consent and it's our job to hold hearings for that Supreme Court nominee? Nah. nah. <laughs> so they basically let him fester for an entire year. So this this entire Supreme Court seat has been stolen as far as I'm concerned. And I will be pissed at any Democrat that doesn't filibuster the fucking vote on this thing regardless. But uh, regardless, Pat, Pat Leahy... Um, uh, he he was he was asking about him and he said he said whether judge he asked whether Judge Garland had been treated fairly and Judge Gorsuch demurred. He said, I can't get involved in politics. Motherfucker, that's all you're gonna do for the rest <laughs> of your life if you get confirmed is do politics. He said there's like, judicial canons that prevent me from doing that. And I think it would be very imprudent of judges to start commenting on political disputes. It's like, motherfucker, do you know where you are? 
That was, you know, that's just like the Burger King hearing. They're like, Burger King, uh, what do you have to say about competitors' burgers? I don't want to get into burgers. That's not my thing. I'm not trying to fuck with burgers. I'm, I'm, I'm into the Regency and being a king. I, I'm not concerned about burgers whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's such a stupid, ridiculous place. To, what if, uh, okay, so so uh, earlier uh, Democrats came out and said, no, we're going to filibuster. We're going to make this a little well, bit of a deal. some Democrats came out and said they're going to filibuster. Not uh, all. Three of which them is, did. Yeah. <laughs> Very vocal. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Schumer was one of them, which is heartening because he's the minority leader in the Senate, but. It's a start. You're, you were, you're convinced that they're like, have a chance to shut this thing down. Well, I think they have a chance to hold it off until this investigation, uh, is done. And we can see what happens after that. I mean, regardless, let's be honest, dude, this dude is, he, he it's, it's going to happen in the next four years, right? They're not going to let this go on. This can't slide for four years. No, I mean, I, I really honestly wish that I were, you know, I had some allegiance to a political party that had the balls to be like, no, if you guys can let it swing with eight justices for a year and go through a presidential election, fuck you. We'll let it go for another four years till the next presidential election with eight justices. No, no advice and consent. But the problem is if they dragged it out that long, yes, the Republicans would exercise the nuclear option, which is every media person's fucking favorite phrase which just means that uh, they would get rid of the filibuster. So as it stands now, you need 60 votes to confirm a Supreme Court nominee. The Republicans have it there to change the rules to make it 50 plus one with the vice president. And that's the question is that like, if, if Democrats fight this nomination, like, like, and the arguments are kind of all over the map, like the people that say that Democrats should advising consent and allow Gorsuch to be confirmed because he's not that crazy. First of all, fuck them. He's crazy enough. He's a hardcore corporatist. He doesn't give a goddamn flying fuck about the constitution. He cares about corporations and not human beings. Second of all, like their argument would also be that if we filibuster, then they'll nominate someone crazier. Um, what's it? Who's a crazy asshole on Fox news? Uh, Napolitano. Oh Yeah. Judge Napolitano, who is currently off of Fox News because he was a source for saying that Obama used GHCQ, the British spy service, to uh, wiretap Trump in Trump Tower, which is all fucking insanity. Like, he's a 9-11 truther. He's a crazy person. Donald Trump has allegedly promised him the next seat on the Supreme Court. Napolitano has been going around telling people that Donald Trump has told him personally that he's next for a seat on the Supreme Court because he's on TV and it says judge in front of his fucking name. <laughs> like Jesus. that's what, that's essentially the qualifications that get you in with Donald Trump. Next is going to well, be that's... Judy and maybe Janine Pirro. I don't know. Sure. Why not? I mean, I'm judge Judy. <laughs> um, that's why I'm a doctor. So I took on, I went to the same school. Dr. Dre went to both Dr. Dre's. I love so Dr. It's... Drake. <clears throat> Dr. Drake, Sorry. Uh, Dr. Amond and Dr. Acula are my favorite other doctors there. <laughs> Dr. Um, Amond. <laughs> Dr. Amond. Dr. He's Amond talking about Green. Draymond Green on the Golden State Warriors, the best basketball, basketball team to ever exist, ever. Yeah, it's fun fact. And I should know because I've been playing, paying attention to basketball for years and years and years. I'm not a bandwagon fan at all. Nope. Um, yeah. So do I, think, do I think he will eventually claim his seat? Yes. Do I feel that the Democrats can hold it off a little while longer? <sighs> I, I, I think they could, but I don't think they will. 
Because well, let's be honest, the Democratic Party for the most part, especially uh, over the last 14 40 years. 40 years? <laughs> are a bunch 18, of floppy scrotums? Really just flaccid penises. Yes. Just a bunch of flaccid penises just just mashing into things and getting nothing done when <laughs> they, doing you nothing have the opportunity to go in there go in there hard and firm and fuck things up and change things and you just softly hit a hole just, <laughs> you just softly nudge things and nothing happens oh, speaking of flaccid penis, penises uh firming up chuck schumer the minority leader in the senate said it is unseemly to be moving forward so fast on confirming a supreme court justice with a lifetime appointment while this big gray cloud of an fbi investigation holds over the presidency and this Do is I believe from him? Amy Schumer, of all people. <laughs> she stole that joke. <laughs> <laughs> she stole that joke. Chuck Schumer is notoriously, uh, I don't, I, he's a habitual line stepper. We already know that, but um, he, I, I guess he's kind of a flip-flopper. He kind he's, of. Uh, he's, he's a fucking corporatist. He's from the, yeah. the Hillary Clinton school of democratic politics. Yeah, that's all. Which is why I don't gonna, like him. What's going to pay me the most? So, whatever. What a fucking guy. I always like it when, when people feel one way about something, and then when it affects them directly, they automatically feel a different way about it. And they that's flippity the case. floppy? That's the case of some bad hombres uh, mm. <laughs> recently. Uh, when Helen Bernstein told her husband she was voting for Donald Trump last year, he warned her that the Republican nominee planned to get rid of Mexicans. Turns out, Roberto is a Mexican. You're married to a Mexican. Defending her vote, Helen quoted Trump directly, <laughs> noting that the tough talky Republican said he would only kick the bad hombres out of the country. This is according wait, to so the, she, wait, so she was a Trump supporter and her husband was not? Well, allegedly. So uh, I mean, allegedly. Allegedly, if you want to say it in Espanol. Um yeah. months later, Roberto, a successful businessman, respected member of his Indiana town and father of three American born children, really wishes he would have told her to shut the fuck up because guess what? <laughs> My he man. was a bad hombre the whole time, and he, he didn't know it. He was a bad hombre, and he is getting on the get the fuck out of town bus. He's getting yep. on the get the fuck out of town bus. Uh, she now says, though, I wish I didn't vote at all. I did it for the economy. We needed a change. No, no, we didn't. But critics on the left have blasted uh, her for not taking the president's rhetoric, or for you know for taking the president's rhetoric seriously and allowing his administration to plunge the country into what they consider a chaotic and inhumane immigration debacle, which is fun fact. Um, but he's a very well liked businessman in his community. He owns a restaurant out there, and um, he's of course been he does called one of you its know how they are with their <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> he has a work permit, a social security card. He's legit. He's a model citizen. And um, despite some last ditch efforts by family members and lawyers to free him. He's a model. He's a model what? Citizen. He's a model bad hombre. He's a model citizen. I'm pretty sure he's not a fucking citizen, Steve. Well, he's a, um, a model contributor. Let's put it that way. Uh, he came he's to the United States. a model contributor to society. <laughs> in 98 to visit his aunt. And he decided not to return to Mexico. And he would go on and marry start a family, put down roots in Indiana where he's, the owner, where he's the owner of the restaurant Eddie's Steak Shed, which is where I want to go to eat steak, a shed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most unappealing name for a place. Hey, um, at least it's not seafood in Indiana, right? 
Good point. That's all. Like Billy Bob's Seafood Shack in Oklahoma. Like, no, don't, don't, don't do that. That's a bad it's idea, Jeans. Tito's Sushi House. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob's Sushi House in Arkansas. Um, Upstate Arkansas. So he's in a, uh, he's currently in a um, county jail in Kenosha. Uh, Kenosha. I can say Kenosha. Oh, Jesus. Wisconsin. They hold him in jail too. Like I remember reading about something like this. I mean, the, this is not an isolated case. This is happening all over the country. Right. Typically, the spouses and families of the people that are being detained were smart enough to realize that Donald Trump was going to be a fucking disaster to their family and others like them. Unlike this uh, dear-hearted lady. Right. But it's 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 just like I mean the 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 for profit prison stocks mm-hmm. skyrocketed as soon as Donald Trump got elected for a reason because there's big dollars in finding brown people hunting them down and locking them up and waiting to get them out of the country right and the funny, it's just and, it's and, ugly dude and it's fucking is, ugly and this is a direct result of the uh ice raids or ICE raids <laughs> yeah so that's that's the whole yeah that's that's that bit i think it's just kind of interesting that it's starting to affect people now that are like, oh, fuck. So here's the thing. That is about to happen to a whole lot of Trump voters. Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of these people that voted for Trump are slowly but surely going to realize that he was talking about them when he was talking about the freeloaders. And he was talking about his friends when he was talking about real America. And uh, one of the bigger ways that you can tell what he really wants to do is you go read his budget. Oh, the it's budget. fucking terrifying. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh, oh, Donnie Tiny Hands has a budget, and it's, it's, it's real bad. It's, um, it's, one, of the, one of the best websites for when, it, when, when something big happens in politics that is super wonky, and there's a lot of details, and you're not the kind of person that reads legislation. Like, uh, again, another shout out to Congressional Dish and Jennifer Briney. She's a bad bitch, and she ends up, runs a podcast called Congressional Dish. If you want to get really, really, really well informed, she does a good job of it. But she's uh, also very biased, very progressive. She's a she's a great girl. You should uh, subscribe to her podcast and listen to it. And um, give her a few dollars every month. John, that's woman. What? She's a great woman. Oh, what did I say? Bad bitch. Well, you said bad bitch, and then girl. Oh, sorry. You're gonna hurt some feelings um, out there, John. I'm gonna I'm gonna wound some fifis. Uh, actually, no. Je- Jennifer Briney has a bit of a potty mouth. I feel yeah. like she would uh, not be offended. No, I know. I'm just and if she uh, if she were offended, I would say I'm so sorry, Jennifer. You're a goddess. I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you're such a cuck. You have to back it up. You have to back it up. You so, snowflake uh, cuck. Uh, but also go to Vox. Uh, Politics explained. Vox. Ezra Klein. They do a really good job of reading through the the legislature. And the you know political documents and what have you, and kind of breaking it down and explaining it. Don't ever trust one source. Go read uh, what Drudge has to say and meander around on the right wing side of things until you end up at World Net Daily, and then gouge your fucking eyes out with a melon baller and go back to Vox or <laughs> Jennifer Briney or somebody. Uh, Donald Trump's budget. Uh, what's the big line items? Let's uh, fifty-two billion more dollars for defense. Can we just call it offense, the Department of Offense now? Yeah, I think that's it should have been that for since World War II. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, in World War II, you could say we were defending Western civilization. Right. And we were. Right. Because it was somebody that invaded our friends, and then we were like, eh, we're going to help you out for a little while, and then they invaded us, and we're like, oh, fuck you then. <laughs> and then we really jumped in, oh. and then we fought a super giant fucking war, and we won it. Because America. The, 
Because America, and that's basically the last war we really won. Let's be honest, we won that war because of women. That's the one thing that is overlooked often. (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. We won that war because Stalin was willing to throw a tsunami of Russian blood at the Eastern Front. If he hadn't done that and uh, Trump and Stalin had remained allies, you and me would be speaking the German. Uh, Let me rephrase. You and me would not be speaking because you would not have been born. (laughs) But I would be speaking German with another very blonde person. (laughs) I'd probably be doing it on Mars, but still. (laughs) Fun fact. Uh, So 52 billion more on defense. uh, Or defense. Which is at what? Somewhere around 600 billion now? Um, Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it was at 557 billion. So it puts us over the top of six, I think. But that also, like, that does not take into account any of our current war spending in Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, Somalia, Nigeria, like however many other fucking countries we're bombing right now. It's a list that is constantly shifting. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't take any of that. Thankfully, though, we beat ISIS already in the three months that we. You know, laid out. So I'm, I'm, I'm tired of winning, Steve. Because yeah, because Trump <laughs> said that was happening, so it happened, right? We beat ISIS. Yeah, they're done. My, my head's my head's still spinning. Holy the, shit! The problem is, like, ISIS is actually getting beaten back. Like the the coalition the coalition that was built in Iraq is like kind of pushing ISIS back out of the territory that they've that they held, and that's been happening slowly but surely over the course of the last year or two. And actually, uh, there are some reports coming out that we have. Um, boots on the ground in Syria and in uh, different parts of Iraq, cutting out, cut, cutting off uh, lines of retreat for ISIS, so that we can help the coalition troops basically kill them all. Which you know, like, I don't have. Kill I don't them all. Have God give me problem with. Or but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an old-fashioned guy. I think that Congress should have the ability to declare war, but that hasn't happened since fucking Vietnam. But that's a whole other discussion. Um. Uh, well, the seven percent bump for the Department of Homeland Security is also in uh, Tiny Hands's budget. Modest. That includes funding for a border wall, uh, one point five billion more to remove undocumented immigrants, uh, three hundred fourteen million to hire more Border Patrol and Immigration and Customs Enforcement officers. <coughs> I had a little coffee poo. And a six hundred sixty-seven million dollar reduction in grants to state and local governments, including FEMA grants, because we don't use FEMA anyway. FEMA, we don't use FEMA for anything yeah. anyway. Just look at New Orleans. Yeah, we don't need FEMA. Uh, there was a six percent bump for the Department of Veterans Affairs, which, uh, depending on how that money gets spent, it's not uh, the worst thing in the world. Again, these are all. This is just a budget blueprint. Yeah. None of this stuff has gone into law Proposal. yet because actual budgets. Yeah. Well, actual budgets have to originate in the House of Representatives. So basically, this is just Donnie Tiny Hand saying like how he wants things to go, and then they'll take it under advisement. And their reaction has basically been, yeah, this is dead in the water. Uh, a 31% cut to the Environmental Protection Agency budget uh, from $8.2 billion down to $5.7 billion, the lowest level after adjusting for inflation in 40 years. Okay. Which is good because we worked out that whole environment thing last yeah. year and there are no problems, no problems anymore. Uh, climate change, global warming, whatever you want to call it. No longer an issue. We worked it out simply by eliminating farting. So good job. <laughs> We're ready to move on from that. Let's cut it. 50 separate EPA programs would be eliminated as would 3,200 jobs. Specifically, the budget discontinues funding for the clean power plan, which uh, Donald Trump is signing an executive order either as we speak tonight or sometime tomorrow to completely undo all of the progress that president Obama made as far as uh, 
uh, power plant regulations and clean air Again, regulations on uh, energy production and all that Again, stuff. Again, though, John, we figured that out last year when we figured out how to power the United States of America with hamsters and lesbians. Moving on. <laughs> International climate change programs, climate change research and partnership programs and related efforts are all getting gutted as is the super fun cleanup uh, fund, which who needs that when you're going to get rid of every regulation on energy producers and oil companies. Never mind a 28% cut in the state department budget, a 28% cut in the state department. That's pretty significant. That's like a, that's fucking insane. Really big tip. Particularly hush. What's that? A really big tip to a waiter. Dude, that's 28% is a big chunk of the State Department. The State Department is the people that keep us out of wars, basically, is one way to look at this. With particularly harsh cuts to the U.S. Agency for International Development, the Global Climate Change Initiative, and U.N. climate change programs would see funding basically cut off completely. Other U.N. funding, including peacekeeping, would be cut, and development banks like the World Bank would see $650 million in cuts over the next three years. 21% cut to agriculture and labor. 18% cut to health and human services, 16% cut to commerce, 13% cut to housing and urban development, 13% cut to transportation, and a 12% cut to the interior. What's funny is all of this doesn't save us shit because he's taken all of this and flopped it over onto defense spending. And so it's like, what's left to cut? Uh, Social Security and Medicare. Don't need it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, so this whole budget thing, like all the cuts that he's making that you would think that, you know, conservatives would be like, yeah, we got too much government anyway. Fuck all that government shit. Working together, that's for pussies. The only person that cuts something like this, that makes it cuts this extreme, is someone who has no reliance on a system that we've been paying into and we've entrusted to take care of us later on in our lives. One bit. He's a multimillionaire. Yeah. This will not affect him, his family, his family's family, his family's family, family, or generate for generations to come. But the everyday man like you and I, who do rely on this, that is going to supplement our income. This is going to allow us to have a life that's reasonable after we're forced into retirement, which is never going to happen for me because I'm going to work till I die. But dude, an, an argument could be made that Donald Trump is as rich as he is because of the bankruptcy protections that have been written into U.S. law over the last 60 years. Without those specific corporate bankruptcy protections that have been written in the the u.s law for specifically like a lot of these agencies he would be flat fucking broke because he would have actually had to pay the debts that he had incurred through his shitty business dealings moving along but yeah he's not gonna have to worry about social security let's put it that way the education department would get 1.4 billion additional dollars for new school choice programs including private school vouchers but would see cuts to before school, after school, and summer programs, a $2.4 billion teacher professional development program, and need-based grants that help with college tuition. Okay. So Christian school gets money. Black and brown and poor people lose money. Yeah. That's, that's Betsy DeVos hard at work. the same. I'm sure that'll work out fine. Huge cuts to medical and science research spending, including a $6 billion or 18% reduction in the National Institutes for Health budget. Because... We don't have to worry about Ebola or a super flu at all now that we have more people living on the planet than have ever lived on the planet at any point in the fucking past. Stuff will not mutate. $900 million cut to the Energy Department's Office of Science, a $250 million cut to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, grants for research and education, and eliminating the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Energy. Great. Cool. 
We don't need any new energy sources, nope, we do got we? Oil for days, bro. Yeah, we're and never going to run out. Coal. All those coal jobs are coming back, so it's all good. All those coal <laughs> jobs are coming back, except they just announced last week that two more coal plants in Ohio are going to close in 2018. I like how this has now become the snarkiest thing we've ever done. <laughs> this <What>? segment. <laughs> this shitty podcast. No, this segment in particular has become the snarkiest thing we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, Total elimination of the National Endowment oh. for the Arts. The Republicans have been gunning for that one forever. One it was it was been on the chopping block for so fucking long. I'd rather just let it die and let the Koch brothers take over funding for arts. Fuck it. We'll just draw evil pictures of Rachel Maddow and make her look like a dude. Okay. National Endowment <laughs> for the Humanities, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Legal Services Corporation. Legal Services Corporation is an interesting one. It provides funding for legal aid groups to support the poor in civil cases. Like people, like poor folks that are being sued for uh, by a landlord for wrongful eviction or whatever, like they're totally eliminating that. Get rid of the browns and the blacks. Yeah, they just essentially anything that helps poor people or minority folks or the downtrodden. Donald Trump is like, yeah, fuck that. Uh, the supplemental nutrition program for women, infants, oh. and children, the WIC, Wait. which directly provides baby formula, healthy foods, nutritional counseling, and more to poor mothers with young children would see a $200 million cut. Yeah, let them starve. Let them eat cake. Well, like one of the biggest things that made tons and tons and tons of news was Meals on Wheels. Yeah. Did you see any of that stuff flying around last week where uh, Mick Mulvaney had to, is, is Trump's budget man, he had to stand up and defend Meals on Wheels cuts basically saying it doesn't produce results like wait meals on wheels doesn't produce results like what wh what results were you <laughs> looking for because meals on wheels basically like they deliver stuff that uh turns into shit and alive old poor people <laughs> like, that's that's the results the results of meals on wheels is slightly less lonely alive poor old people and shit that's the yeah. entirety of the results of Meals on Shout Wheels. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. And like, Shout out to Colin Kaepernick for dumping $50,000 into Meals on Wheels last week. Totally. Oh, I, the, the way I heard about that was Sarah Palin talking shit about Colin Kaepernick donating to Meals on Wheels. Girl, how are you going to talk shit about <laughs> and I'm like, this? Seriously. Hey, honey, pick, pick your battles. And this, is, this shouldn't no. be one of them. Pick no, your battles. No. That's a bad one. Fucking real patriot. So essentially... Donald Trump's blueprint budget, it's its a fucking loaded gun pointed at the poor, and many of those poor folks uh, voted for him, and they're going to learn. Dude, they're, they're going to learn their lesson at some point when some of this stuff goes through, because like, basically, like you look at, you look at the, the, the House of Representatives now controlled by the Republicans. What did the AHCA vote teach us? It taught us that in order for anything to make it out of the House at this point now, they got to deal with the Freedom Caucus, those Tea Party assholes that have been gerrymandered into these insane districts in flyover country. They represent tiny populations of fucking illiterate nobodies, and they basically live and breathe talking points all day, every day. They're funded by the Koch brothers, and they're just monstrous, and they just want to destroy everything that the government does, good, bad, or ugly, unless it involves... Killing brown people in other well, countries. killing brown people is a byproduct of making money. So that's ultimately what the bottom line is. It's making more money, and it needs to be stopped at a legislative level. We've talked about this time and time again. Affect the legislative. We need to give level. the power of the purse back to the Congress and the power to declare war back to the Congress. Yes. Give me. Um, there was no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, 
there was an interesting ABC News article about the Appalachian uh, Regional Commission, the ARC, um, that we were specifically going to talk about because the essentially like there's a, all, all these coal country kind of places that another big fight. Sorry, um, I knew that was going to happen. Um, all these coal country places in Kentucky and other regions in Appalachia, like they went hugely for Trump because he told them he was going to bring the coal back. And now like they're like specifically like there's this whole this Appalachian Regional Commission was founded back in like I think the 60s and it was basically founded because coal country has been losing coal jobs for 80 straight years because the way we used to dig coal was we sent poor people in the mines to chip the coal off the walls until the until the cave in killed them all and then we dug out the coal and the poor people guts and then we burned yeah. that. Nowadays we have hydraulics and machinery and explosives and we don't do that anymore so if you look at the population curve of people employed digging coal in america it has been a non-stop downward trend for way more than a century and like these people think that donald trump is somehow going to reverse that century-long trend and it's like it's just not going to fucking happen you, you mentioned morons. earlier there's two more like, coal plants in ohio closing next year Two more coal plants. They just announced it. They're they're supposed to be closing in 2018. And it's like, and the problem is, is that like when you run a power plant and you have to get coal to it, you have to bring trains full of coal. You have to burn that coal. It's the dirtiest shit in the fucking world. Then you have to shovel the ash out of your furnaces. You have to put that ash somewhere. It ends up in these big slurry ponds that you have to build levees for. You have to deal with the water reclamation stuff when those levees break you have to pay billions and billions of dollars for cleanup this happens all the time if you run a natural gas power plant get a pipe that's it that's it <laughs> they fucking drill a hole they run a pipe you burn it it burns cleaner than the coal it's cheaper than the coal it's faster than the coal you don't need as many employees you charge just as much as you fucking want to because you get to charge whatever the fuck you want to anyway you have a local monopoly <laughs> So it's like, like there's no argument to be made for coal coming back. Nobody that seriously discusses this shit is talking about coal coming back. China is ahead of us in getting off of coal technology, China. and 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 China. And we're not like we're not going to put the coal onto ships and send it over to China. So like, is the coal industry coming back? So. I don't, I don't know. Like Trump, he basically, again, uh, Lindsey Graham and some of the other Republicans, when this budget showed up in the house and the Senate, they were like, this thing's dead on arrival. We're not going to do this. I do but declare. It's not like they're going to, I do declare. I got the vapors, <laughs> but it's, it's not like they're going to make it any fucking better. Like, what do you think? Something, something positive and like forward thinking is going to come out of the fucking house of representatives right now with the freedom yeah, caucus. The By the way, they lost a member. In the last uh, 48 hours, the Freedom Caucus has actually lost one of their members. Republican came out and he was like, yeah, no, we have to actually govern and get some stuff done. So I'm resigning from the Freedom Caucus in the interests of uh, Americans. You think that's going to make much of a difference? John, can you please, can you so please link that. that in the notes this, uh, this week's episode so people can find that in the notes themselves? The hell yes. to the now now. It's really one of the best uh, songs yeah. out there. Well, aside from sound card issues I'm having on my end, which it sounds like I'll have to edit out. Um, I think all in all, it was a pretty solid episode. Yeah. Whatever. I'll, I'll edit it. Fuck it's uh, Monday. No, what is it? Tuesday or Monday? 
Fuck. It's Monday. I'm such a mess. I'm done. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, we need people to actually listen to this shit. Otherwise, I'm going to quit doing it. Yeah. Start Fuckers. listening, start sharing, and um, fuck you, Judy. I suppose if you, if you want to be lewd about the whole thing, <laughs> fuck you, Judy. Get one more in. Fake, 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 fake news. Believe me, folks.